Welcome to the Dungeon House, where a bunch of regular people with regular jobs gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or a baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy The Dungeon House. I'm not that talented. It's crazy. But he does a really good job. I'm getting to the part where he's like trying to like establish contact with the the little farmers. Yeah. But then there's like the other stuff going on and he just barely killed a dog and then I'm like, oh Oh yeah, the hunter's dog. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. What are we waiting on? Joy? Joy and Faith. Are we started? I think so. Or close to these are yeah really- it started i don't like those they're not they ha- they don't have enough tori tori explained it but they just don't have like for me they don't have flavor like they're very it's like ricey it's like, it's supposed to be like that yeah no sweetness i love sweet well that's because you're american yeah and i'm american too and i love sweets but these are also good yeah, they're bad. It like reminds me of having like like sugared rice. It's good. So if you're American because you like sweet, what am I because I like salty? Um, German. Oh my. Just depressed. What'd you say? Uh, nothing. Probably the downtrodden of the earth. I have to say, you're salty. Because if it loses its savor, <laughs> have we? That's pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> it's uh, friends. Don't want don't want to throw out too many biblically accurate <laughs> references, but I, I will. There's coconut. Sticky jelly, and they're actually pretty tasty. I'm going to have my second. We are waiting for Joy. Do we need to move the table over more? We can't. That fell a little far this way. Oh! The other day, you need to tell them about your traumatic experience. Huh? The flashing that came in. Oh, we had a cricket in our house not too long ago. A what? A cricket. Oh. It crawled underneath one of our rugs, so I stepped on where it was underneath the rug. <laughs> and then I took a paper towel and helped lift it up the rug and went that. I would rather have 20 spiders in my house than one cricket. Nope. Nope. Uh, depends on the spiders. I would rather have spiders in every corner of my house than have a 
Really? Yes, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and grasshoppers, like the ice, guys. Is it like the legs? Or it is the legs, it's the thighs, actually. The thighs, it's weird how they have like thunder thighs for bugs. <laughs> This is actually what we were talking about, McKay and I, before we had our first kiss. <laughs> we insect thighs. Not right before. Okay. <laughs> this is the same. I day. was like, wow, that was like 180. So, so thighs, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a that's a way to get one. So, any of you out there, just in that dating game, just talk about insect thighs and you you might you might get some some I'm people are into that you'd be surprised yeah. it's not there for it he's probably not the right one that's true that's true i mean someone has to deal with the crickets in the in the relationship okay it was really funny like we were watching like the office or something and all of a sudden like it was dark but like they have the tv on right I looked down and there's just this little black thing coming thing across. Kind of hopping. And I was like, I know exactly what that is. And Tori like looked down and saw it and she like jumped up onto the couch and like was perched and was like, Don't come yep. Don't come near me. Get it. Get it. And I was like, Okay, I'll go kill it. And she's like, No, you can't kill it. You have to release it into the wild. But then it'll just come back in. No, not my house. So it's not allowed to kill it, but I had to uh safely remove it safely from, remove it from the from the premises and each time i missed it with a bowl i just grabbed a bowl put hey. over it <laughs> i feel like bowls are not the way to go no they were well i put a bowl over it and then i put slid a, a cardstock piece of paper under it and then i just had this little container that's then I, when i got outside i just went like yeah. this yeah. yeah okay so here's the other thing too like when you like crickets are girthy. Like they do. If you get a big one, they're like. If you throw, I can get hit. Yeah, you throw a spider into the bushes. Nothing. You throw a like a cricket in the. Yeah, you hear the thunk. Like it's nest. You hear the hitting the ground. I mean, I'd rather have the cricket though because a spider it can like crawl up into the bowl and I try to throw it and then it. What's it gonna do to you? It's going to crawl around. Uh, it might, and I don't like that idea. Well, have you ever seen one of the like the big, like wolf spiders? That I've no, never seen a spider. Okay, imagine a spider with the legs. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Think about with their their bodies like this big, legs out to this big, and they move like lightning. There it is. Yeah. You want me to text Joy? I think it is speed and unpredictability. Speed and unpredictability is what makes uh, things terrifying. terrifying, especially in my life. That's why whenever I I see Utah drivers, I, I just power in fear. It's, it's, it's a rough life, especially working for the transportation department, where I'm like literally the whole entire day out on the road. I live in constant state of fear. I would get started, but I feel like we need to at least to, to wait for my wife to get here before we start. So I hope that someone else has an entertaining story or else it's gonna be a little awkward. I could share my story with everybody. You guys wanna hear my week? You guys wanna hear my week? You guys ready for this? 
Right? Alright, so the last week since we played DD, right? So last what was it? Last Tuesday. When what day? Tuesday. Was it last Tuesday? Yeah, well, last Tuesday. Played DD, went to bed, yada yada yada, right? So we went through the week. I'm trying to remember when we had that phone call where it was me, you, McKay, and uh Kyle all on the phone. Was that Friday? I don't so think it was. <laughs> on Friday. I think it was Friday because I came home earlier that day. Yeah. On Friday. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're our four-way conversations one of these days. So on Friday, um, I get a call from my bank. Okay. My bank goes, Hey, your car is not insured. You're you have a loan. You have to have your car insured. And so I was like, huh, weird. Okay, I'm pretty sure I have insurance, uh, but all right. So, um, I was like, "This is great! This is a great opportunity to find a new insurance agency because my insurance agent, for those on the podcast or whoever, um, you can look it up on the internet. Whatever, there's a guy named uh, uh, or a guy from Utah who shot and killed his entire family and then killed himself." Uh, yeah, right? So he was my insurance agent, okay? Um, so all of those records got distributed. And so I was like, I was with the company I was with because um, of this guy. He was a family friend. Um, it gave, us, gave me great deals and whatnot. So I'm like, yeah, I'll look for something else. So I'm calling a different, I'm calling around, calling different companies. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can get you insured. Your monthly payment is going to be like $300 a month. And then you have to have a deposit of $500 before we'll even initiate your policy. Right? And I was like, whoa, that's expensive. I'm 25, so my rate should have just gone down. Um, I have no idea why it's so expensive. So I start calling around, start calling around, and then I call my insurance company, then my new one, um, where my records got transferred to. I called them, and I was like, hey... Do I not have insurance? And they were like, uh, yeah, your insurance got canceled. And I was like, oh, no. All right. Well, shoot. Why did that happen? Um, and they were like, because you probably canceled it. And I was like, well, I didn't. Anyway, so I hung up, tried to find different insurance, tried to find something. Apparently, I had been uninsured for like 35 days. After 30 days of not being insured... Um, you get a label of being as a high risk, uh, a high risk person, and so the cheapest you will get is three hundred bucks a month with a massive down payment. Right, that's the cheapest type of insurance you'll get. You have to be insured for six months for that uh, that label to go away. So I'm freaking out, and I'm like, "How the heck did this get canceled?" turns out that my mom canceled my insurance policy. I was the only person on my insurance policy. So there is no other name on there besides me and my bank as lien holder. Um, and so we're like, what the crap? How did that happen? And so it took some convincing, but I finally convinced the insurance company that they screwed up and it took about 30 phone calls to get it all figured out so i finally got insurance i got my insurance back yesterday right 
So went to bed all nice and happy, like heck yeah, you know. Go to sleep, wake up, go to work, and then D and D's tomorrow. Heck yeah! I'm like, yo, let's go. At two o'clock in the morning, Loki, this little bum here, and you guys are probably hearing because he wants attention. Um, started like freaking out in the middle, like like two o'clock. Just started freaking out, started screaming, started like his teeth. He's baring his teeth. His fur was all on end, freaking out. And so I was like, "What is your issue, dude?" And I opened up my bedroom door, and he turned and he booked it, just full-on sprinted. And so I was like, that's a little weird. So I poked my head out, and I watched somebody run out of my apartment. So somebody broke into my apartment last night at 2 o'clock in the morning. And, wait, ah. I know. Yeah. The audience. Did he take anything? No, so Loki heard him opening the slide, my, my sliding glass door, and that's when he started freaking out, and so he didn't have time to grab anything at all. So, I owe my puppy a great deal of gratitude. That's crazy. Huh? So. Dogs are cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. My week. What a crazy week. The bank was threatening to repo my car. So they were like, get it insured or we're going to take it. And I was like, oh no, don't do that. So I'll be right back. Go ahead and start. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get this, this, this ball rolling. Um, I know it's been like a little fifteen minute well chat chat. But I think I think we're finally ready. Yeah. I need someone that's going to be able to recap perfectly what happened last time. So I'm I'm thinking Kyle. Again. Kyle would be the worst because Kyle missed the whole combat session. That's true. Um McKay, has it been a while since you've done it? Yeah. Has it? Yeah. Has it? I don't know either. I'm just throwing it out there. If you don't well, want I to do it, I could. Probably from work. I had to take a lot of pens from work on accident. Yeah. Um, no, he takes box cutters. No, those, those we bought them. So last time, we all almost died in a spectacular fashion. Um, okay, so last time we... Saved a woman from rat. Actually, we didn't. Opal did. Uh, she just straight up smited them back to their internal hell. Um, we saved a woman who was in, got bit by the rats, and we lost our guards in the process, so that was fun. Um, we went and explored a little bit down, like, through the caverns. We were mostly just going straight for a while. Uh, Baron and Ren talked about their feelings. Um, then Ren noticed some little footprints leading off to the side. And so we decided to follow those instead of continuing straight. And so we followed those footprints and they led us to a T-section where we got into a fight with uh, some black sludge creatures. And we found out that there's two little kids there. Um, 
And one's a demon, but I don't think the party knows that. Um, and we barely survived by throwing a Vorpal sword down a pit. You don't know if it was a Vorpal sword. No, we don't know if it was a Vorpal sword, but... But it was. We... I bought a free Vorpal sword that I want. We we threw a, a sword down a pit, and now I think... Oh, we got some magic items right at the very, very end. Uh, there was like an amulet. Clockwork amulet. Um, uh, Maya took that one, and then we had a ring? With a curse and then a book. And I think we're about to take a long rest, I think is where we're at. Yeah, that sounds just about right to me. I do a pretty good job, Chase. Was that perfect? Mm, like you asked? I'd say 9.5. Mm. There's a little bit of room. We're still past the thing. You know what? For that comment, we're going to drop it. Okay. Yeah, let's get started. I think it's about time. <clears throat> so to kind of help us all re-immerse ourselves into the world that is whatever's going on right now. Um, I just want to kind of describe the scene before you. As you all find your own separate corner in the dusty, dimly lit uh, room, you seem like you have something you want. I was going to say, I feel like it's pretty bright. Don't we have like two ever-burning torches and that globe of orb thing? <laughs> it's bright. For the area. <laughs> okay. Still not as bright as the sun. Um, do y'all find a spot um, among the, the refuse, the old broken uh, weapons of whatever this armory used to hold? A faint smell of mildew, wet wood, and um, just dust. Kind of permeates your nose. It's kind of throwing off your internal time clock. It's been a few hours since you've ventured into this this dungeon, um, and it's hard to tell whether it should be day or night. It's getting to the point where it's all kind of blending together, where you're not sure whether you should be tired or you shouldn't be. Um, either way, at this moment, with all that's happened and transpired earlier this day from your fights with the previous shadows, fight with whatever that monstrosity was outside this very door, before it slipped down that hole, leading to hopefully some godforsaken area, you uh, find a little bit of rest and a little bit of charity with the blockade that you placed before you in the doorway, hoping that that's enough to deter whatever might wander through this area. To your side, you see two children, both of them starting to look fairly tired, fairly haggard, they look dusty and dirty, their clothes themselves. Now, with a little bit more time, they're able to get a better look. They've been scraped you see cuts in the, the clothing where they look like they've been ragged for the last little while um not this time that you're all kind of gathered together and deciding on who would take first watch of how the watches are going to go throughout the night 
I uh, I, I didn't do too bad in that fight. I can I can take first watch. I'll join you, Miles. Yeah, Baron. Opal face plants into the ground. <laughs> yeah, without even taking off her armor, she just finds the. Oh no! Wait, that's bad. With I'm mostly taking off her hands. Just open her. Yeah, she's like a side, kind of half asleep, waiting. I'll wait, I'll but Opal, after collapsing, decides it's not a good idea to sleep in her armor. I mean, it dawns off uh, a set of clothing and plate now. I remember. Sure. Um, with that, uh, is there anything else that anyone else would like to do before you uh, we go to our first watch? I, let's see, who, who was with Adelaide when she found that necklace? It was everyone. Everyone? Mostly everyone. I think, was it Opal who walked up? Uh, oh, so, so Opal already took over. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You said it was a magical. Uh, it is not imbued with magic, though it is very finely crafted. It looks very ancient. Uh, probably needs a cleaning before it'd be well worth aware, but still very nice. Um, I think I'll, I think I said it last time, but I'll just reiterate just in case I didn't. Aliyah is going to cook for the two, for herself and the two kids. Um, they eagerly, almost like have ravenous animals, devour the food that you present them. Vinny, the younger boy, as he introduces himself after taking a wiping his mouth and kind of seeing that there's still kind of a little grease on, so he lets it again. He introduces himself to say, oh, Wow, this is, this is really good food, man. The, the older of the the boys says, mm, I, I I haven't tasted something this good for ever. Well, I'm glad you guys like it. Hopefully it can help build up some strength. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty tired right now, Vinny says. Um the older boy, um who hasn't quite introduced himself to you say, so what are you people doing down here? Um, we actually came down here looking for you guys. Your your mom is worried sick about you guys, and so we figured we would try and come help, help her find you. So... 
You don't look like guard except you two, and she points towards Oz and um, Moth, who are adorned in the the usual crimson cloak drab. Who are the rest of you? She asks back to you. I'll lie with it. Um, oh, well, we, we're, we are, we're vigils that were sent to come help your city. With this, the, the older of the boys go, oh, and turns to his younger brother and says, I've heard of these, these vigils. They're, they're very powerful. Uh, I think they'll help, they'll help rescue um, Hunt. Is Clem still down here? Vinny, before do an inside check real quick. Inside, you say? Uh, 18? 18. Look something up just real quick. So with an eighteen, you're able to detect like as he says like the name Clem um, and looks at the the boy. He kind of like looks back at you like almost surprised at what he's said. You almost get the feeling like he, he said something that he wasn't meaning to, but it's hard to tell. Okay. Like, like he's kind of like more startled at what he said himself. Like, oh, ah, who? But then he kind of comes back into his character and looks back at Vinny. Vinny's eyes go wide and say, oh, good. We've been worried sick about her. Are there more? more? Uh, what were you saying, Baron? Are there more kids than just the three of you? No, just, just three, Vinny says, the, the young boy, like, seeming excited, knowing that they have some semblance of safety at this point. Yeah, there was me and and, and Ralph here, uh, and and Clem. We all came down here, and we we were able to. Uh, I don't remember much as Vinny's kind of eyes like fuzzy, a little fuzzy, but I, I remember Ralph grabbing my hand and pulling me away, and and we ran and ran and ran, and Ralph. He just he kept on leading me, and we were able to find spots where we could hide. And he was he was so brave. Yeah, and he kind of like looks back towards his brother in seeming uh, adoration. Um, How did you get here? Like in the, just over in the other room. The older boy, as you see, like Vinny almost wants to continue telling his, his story. The older boy kind of like 
motion trying to uh, stop and like let him him tell. Um, we've been wandering uh, through these places trying to find a, a, a way out. Um, look, I think my brother and I are pretty tired. We should probably get some rest. So I, I know that he's excitable, but I think it'd be for the best. I I agree. Here, you guys can you guys can use my bedroll and and sleep. You see, see Vinny go, oh boy, and uh, Ralph Ralph kind of follows him over to it. Says, "All right, um, thank you." Yeah, no problem. They they both in turn kind of use have half like you know the 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 sleeping style where feet to head. They both kind of lay down. One of them tries to take a little bit more of the, the bedroll. The other one kind of scooches them over again. Um, then the older one scoots over and takes up more of it. And then the, the younger one tries his best to scoot the older one over. Doesn't do a good job, but eventually they find a good way of pairing the, the bedroll itself. Uh, out of out of curiosity, Chase. Yes. Um, in the room that we're at, like, are they farther away from the doors or close to the doors? Um, I say they they didn't necessarily choose like. They look like they're. I was. Alaya no. probably would have. I would have probably set up the bedroll closer Are? to the fire. And I figured the fire that we probably would have had in there for cooking and stuff like that would have been more towards the center back. Okay. And that way there's just space for watch and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Sounds good. Right. Sounds good. They just checking. Be- Closer to that, wherever you set it up, that works. Yeah, just like the middle of the room, pretty much. Opal, would you say that again? I think you're a little quiet. Since Opal was exhausted, she is closer to the door. Uh, With that, um, as the rest of your party kind of settles, Pablo somehow managing to set up a large tent in a small area. It's it's quite impressive. It, you you kind of start wondering maybe she has different sizes of tents that she can that Pablo can use depending on the the available space. Um, this is the smallest one, but it's still quite large. It takes up about a quarter of the room, and uh, he he gets out his little cronk um, covering and uh, lays down next to it. I like the term cronk covering. <laughs> like a tent that covers just the, the knees. <laughs> the shins. <laughs> With complimentary teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, with that, 
um, Baron and Moss, you find each other just left alone in the the light of this room. Um, for the first ten minutes, I'd like to take a short rest, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, you can take a short rest. I'm assuming Moss gets that as well. Uh, yes. This is your second short rest. So if you try again, no can do, sir. It's a good thing we're taking a long rest. Yep. Uh, Sorry, I'm doing I'm doing dice real quick. No stress. Nice. Back to full health. Had to use all my dice though. But back to full health. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll just kind of think I'll sit there. Um, did we de- determine who like do you have that book been open? Not right now. You do have that book. Yeah, I have the book. I landed on it. Okay. I'm curious about that. Um, I will... uh, Yeah, I'll just kind of keep an eye out. and Unless Moss is going to initiate any conversation, then I will probably just play chess by myself. Moss is is just going to watch Baron play chess. But uh, Moss is just going to be, like, actively perceptive. Especially surrounding just, like... Because the whole room is lit, right? Yeah, it's it's bright light. Okay. I'm assuming that you guys keep the night lights on, at least. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, Moss is just observing. Nothing. Not in the mood to talk. Make a, make a perception check, both of us. Um, are you perceptive? Yeah, like, I'm watching. Are you percepting? Are you percepting right. right now? So this this is the worst time of night to get this roll. Gosh dang it! Um, what was that? Was that that funny? Yeah. So I just need to. I got Mike. Mike cell sheet just disappeared. No, I I I think I know how much yours would be if. <coughs> uh, you're good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's high. So, with Moss actively watching the room, especially with Barry, um, casually playing a game, but also definitely keeping an eye out as well, you both are able to highly deduce that there is nothing going on in this room besides the um, figures around you softly sleeping, flat snoring. Now, I have a question of the group, who's the snorer? I would say at this moment, Ren's sleeping too deeply to snow. Yeah. He's zonked. Yeah. It's like one of those breathing, like times that you're breathing and you're like, like you don't even know that you fell asleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what happened. Like he's in the middle of like a wood carving, whittling. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just like fell asleep with it. All right. If no one wants to admit it, we can um, leave it there. It's coming from somewhere, though. I think uh, partway through my watch, I'll, I'll look up and see that um, one of the the kids has taken all the blanket from the other one. Yeah. And I will go and grab my blanket and gingerly place it over the other the, over the other kid. You set the the blanket down on the kid. You could tell that. The, this one was kind of shivering from the cold. The stones down the steep um, kind of suck the heat out of you. And so um, the sleeping child takes it readily and curls up into it. I'll also leave two of my uh, two of my rations for them in the morning as well. Perfect. Um, just so you know, um, with the, the rations for the kids, um, since they do encompass like the meal of through the day, um, I will allow for um, you as well as for Aliyah. Since you want to feed both the kids, I'll allow you to split that food for the, the meal that you need. So just mark off one ration. Just one? For, okay. Just so you Sounds know. Good. Eyes is definitely better. Barons is just like dried nuts and like. like well, I, I, I think they're the same rations, aren't they? No. Well, no, I know. So I don't know if you know what rations are in D and D, David, but it's it's uh, not I just dried they were nuts, MREs. hard cheeses, um, a type of bread that is like almost like a cracker, it's stuff like that. That's usually what what rations are. Yeah. No, Eliah would have like. If you want, and we can talk about this later, Chase. Mark off more money or whatever. But Aliyah would, yeah, she would have like full blown like everything, like everything she would need, to, like cook soups and stuff like that. So she, she carries a backpack, not for travel gear, but for for yeah, like cooking. That's like her main, her like her big bag. Like what's mainly in her backpack is all just cooking stuff. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, With that, um, the three hours or so pass for um, the next watch. Who do you guys wake up? I will wake up. Adelaide. Adelaide? I'll go up and shake the tent. <laughs> Pablo will stand up really quickly and say, a fun a storm? <laughs> and then no. goes, oh, can I go back underneath this little covering? Wait. So, story. Moss didn't have, um, out of curiosity, Chase, if Moss wants to, I'm trying to find the right word, if Moss wants to go on a second watch so others can rest, is that cool? Or do I need to rest to get my long rest? Uh, you will need to rest to get your long rest. All right. Um, at some point, you can either make it to where this long rest is drawn out, so that way, like, it'll take longer to do so, for you to get caught up, or you can choose to take less sleep, but that will improve with a point of exhaustion. Yep, screw that. Moss is going to wake up. Someone else. Ren. <laughs> well, 
I, I like to think like you have to kind of push him a little bit, like a few times. Like I, I fake wake up and then I go back to sleep. Like when you see someone's yeah. like open and they like have recognition for a second, but then yeah. they just go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get up. It's all good. Uh, Adelaide and Ren, you both are brought to the attention of the need to watch. Um, the room that we're in, it's just like one door, right? One door, it's been blockaded by a lot of stuff. Seems legit. Uh, that's, that's really all you see right now. Adelaide is kind of sitting closer to the light, and she's her hair is just insane bedhead, like crazy. And she's just like sitting and kind of staring straight ahead, but like no one's home. Like she's so tired. I feel like Ren would be like the same way, but he realizes like you don't want to fall asleep, even though we're probably fine. Um, so Ren will just say, so, uh, those oozes. Those oozes? Yeah, those oozes. They, like, yeah. And then her head's gonna, like, start falling forward just, like, a little bit. And then it's gonna, like, attach at the end. And she's gonna go, oh, oozes. <laughs> you know, like... When you wake up and you're eating your food and you're just like staring <laughs> in the distance, like, thinking of like about something maybe, like you're just like, like just on autopilot. I imagine that's what both of them are doing. It's just yeah. like the awkward, like you wake up and you're kind of grumpy, so you don't talk to each other. But yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. It's like forward staring into the abyss. Yeah. All right. Get to know. Are we in that room with the hole? No. Uh, you chose a different room. <laughs> I won't be there. That would be awful place. Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think nothing. I don't really have anything that I want to say. Um, she's usually much more talkative, but she is definitely not a, not a like she needs her beauty rest, and the beauty rest was interrupted. Yeah, no worries. Um, I, think I can tell with the bed head. I'm like, yeah, that's me too. Yeah, <laughs> it takes not too long. Uh, probably about 45 minutes into your watch. Um, without really focusing on perceiving what's around you guys, it takes you really a good minute to recognize what's going on. But then something moves, and you're like, wait. I, I, is my eyes playing tricks on me? And you see a little bit of movement again. Almost looked like something from 
the door, sleep pass, casting a shadow on the backside. It's hard to tell what it is. I think it's yeah. behind yeah. the chest that uh, you guys found the magic items in the day before, or the night prior. I'm gonna shake myself awake. Give me a little slap slap. I wanna look what's going on here. Do you point it out to Adelaide? Um yeah, I'll like whisper like, did you see that? And I'll like gesture to the, the thing. Um, Adelaide's just gonna squint her eyes and then um if, if you approach, she's going to just kind of like follow like slightly behind you. Okay. I imagine like you didn't really have time to like grab like a lot of your like you're still in like your PJs. Oh yeah. So, like, it's for sure in my gown. Like <laughs> Raymond is lightning javelin. You're like like creeping forward probably with like a spatula or something like just, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like slowly kind of just whatever is nearby that can maybe do damage. Um, that. But in all seriousness, um as you approach the the chest, you hear the a faint sound coming from behind it. It almost sounds like the sound of like metal scraping on stone that kind of sharp but it's not loud it's like a little bit like a little bit at a time it's moving almost like a scratching sound yeah i want to tell you how do you do it are you like peering around trying to get an eye on it or are you gonna throw it back no i, I want to get an eye on it because i don't want to throw it back and have it like jump on me yeah Except, no, I'm not a fan. You know what the thighs are like. Yeah, <laughs> the thighs, if they're gross, yeah, yeah. It'll just, won't be the way. So I want to, like, peer around, see if I can get a look at it. If I can't, I'll peer more. And I'll just kind of keep going until I get a visual. What am I dealing with here? Um, weak perception check as you're peering. Will do. Can't percept. Can't percept. Okay. That's a Oh, that's really good. Uh, I figured it, it'd take about 20 to be able to distinguish what you're seeing. Um, at first, your first peer, you you see what looks to be some sort of dark shape, uh, small, moving behind there. And with the confidence of your size compared to whatever it is, um, you take a chance, you peer even farther, and you see what looks to be a small glob of that black substance. And it has wrapped itself around like about half of a gold coin and it's slowly dragging it back towards the door. I'm noticing you, it's slowly just working its way towards it. I think it's I, kind of cute. Can, Adelaide can't see it then. She just, she, um, wait, I think I'll see it. I'll yeah. maybe like guide her over, bring her close point. 
I like to see like one of the I like think of like you know how that ooze was like room filling. This one's like not even dinner plate filling. It's like probably like that big. Guinea pig. Yeah, guinea pig sized. Guinea pig. Is it like a big mug? It's not like a. It's more of like a puddle. Okay. Okay. I am, it, but it's like eating the coin, or is it just it's just taking the coin. It's like it's trying to drag hands. it away. Does it have little hands? Yeah, it has like little hands. I'm like, oh, it's, it's one of those like uh, the hands you like grab there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they get from the doctors. Um, yeah. Everything little... about it is just like an amorphous blob, except the hands. They're very distinct. He has the coin. And he's just taking it away. Yeah, he's slowly scooting back. I'll look to Adelaide and I'll maybe, I don't know if I should send it or whisper it. Be like, do we kill it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe try getting the coin back. I, he, it's his. I don't want it. I think if we should just get that torch and maybe just burn it. We're gonna kill it? Maybe. I mean, if this is a baby, I don't want it to grow up and be bad and eat us. Oh, don't call it a baby. Now we can't kill it. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's a small adult, like moss. And Moss, let's be honest, not cute. Can Moss wake up at that comment, please? Um, you did roll a nat 20 on your perception, so I would say yes. Or the camera will pan over to Moss sleeping so soundly, snoring like <laughs> And then one eyes. Floating up his, his nose. <laughs> and then, you, then you watch it's like one eye of moss opens up and just like stares run down and the eyes just like glaring with intensity <laughs> and then it like rolls backwards and moss closes his eyes again always watching oh yeah um i vote we take one of those ever burning torches or whatever and kind of you know see what you know kill it but I'll let Adelaide decide. I'll her be the arbiter. You see that it's gone, the coin stuck in between one of the grooves of the, <laughs> the rocks. Wow. <laughs> really trying to get it out. It's just struggling. Is, is the goo cute or is it cute? It's pretty cute. Oh, man. Oh, okay, no. but is it only cute because it's small? Yeah. <laughs> Adelaide's going to take off her little slipper. And she's gonna kind of scooch it towards the slime. Scooch it towards it. Scooch it towards it. Um, as soon as like something kind of approaches it, its periphery, it doesn't have eyes. It just kind of senses things around it. Uh, it's going to like see like you're approaching, and it's going to like really like try to pull on the coin harder. <laughs> and then you hear like a little soft. It's like plopping. It's very slow. It's not very fast. It's like plops like towards the door, trying to uh, escape. Does it? Does it move with like a pseudopod? It like and it, like pulls itself. Okay, it has like little legs. Yeah, it's, it it's, not, like it's not like this. It's like, 
kind of like think of like a seal, how a seal would like. Okay, it just bounces. It's like, yeah, it kind of bounces. Okay. Hey, Adelaide's gonna scoop it up in her slipper. Scoop it up in your slipper? Yep. Uh, you scoop it up. And right. I'm guessing it kind of falls under his hand a little bit. Um. It is a little bit big. It fits in your slipper, but you do notice like the faint smell of burning cloth as it as it goes in there. Um, something about this creature, tends to look, it just um, seems to be able to digest things by just you know. So and it, I imagine it's in the slipper, and its little hands are like holding it like a sleeping bag. <laughs> it's like. You, you just see like a little smoke coming out of the top. It burns a hole through the bottom and it yeah, it's like it looks like it's about to, to fall out. Um, um, the slipper apparently not being the best of um, container for such a specimen. As it's looking like super cute and it's little... It's still kind of a little whimpering. Like. At least just gonna like hold it and then like look at Ren and just be like, come on. Like, Cute. Okay. Ren is charmed. I want to poke it. Not with my hand. Maybe with like a, like my safety pin that I have. You have yeah. a what you're going to have and you're going to poke it? And it's just a thing. I don't know if there's like a, a little like wood splinter that I, I just want to poke it. Um, as you bring the the stick kind of close towards it, you see like the little pseudopods kind of come out and it like starts to kind of do like this little thing. It doesn't look like a stick. Oh no! It's like it like looks like trying to like grab it and like almost put it to like as it like its body kind of mouth opens up. Do I? Is there a little crumb of food around? Um, you notice that. Baron has left out some of his rations, and there's probably some crumbs around this. I'm gonna get a little piece of cheese, and I will—I'll put it on the end of the stick, and I'll give it to the to the ooze. To the ooze, as as like it kind of the little pseudopods, like it's kind of resting though. It's it's slowly like kind of starting to hold itself in place in the slipper, and slowly sinking down. Um. It, it's other pseudopods kind of reach up and a chance and with the cheese not being like part of the stick it's easily able to grasp it it's little little pieces and pull it down to its level and and just little bite. It. <laughs> it's kind of just munching on it it looks like it's eating it but you can see like with every kind of little morsel it, it, it like every little squish it does because like you think it's like gummy it's like um, just trying to dissolve it. Yeah, it's just slowly dissolving this cheese. It seems um, not nearly as scared um, as it kind of slowly eats this. Um, it, like having no eyes, it, it senses that there's something living close towards it. But whatever is going on, it really likes. Did it grow bigger with the cheese? No, not really. It's not seeming to be like exponentially growing as it eats more stuff. It, it just seems to be. This is the size of it for right now. It's satisfied for right now. Yeah. We're gonna name him Donnie. Donnie? No. Donnie Innocent. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. I'm like this much willing to keep this as a pet because I like him. It's about this point that it's like starting to like lose its grasp on the on the shoes. The shoes kind of melted and, and, and like kind of curled a little bit. And he's like, and you you see it fall and it goes, and it like splats just super hard on the ground. Just so flat, just so hard. <laughs> and then slowly just like kind of creeps back together into to one ball. And it's yeah, just, as, so like, as it as it flattens, I imagine Red and Adelaide are like, like. <laughs> No, like, no, we're like being so silent because we don't want to wake everyone up. Like, <laughs> there's a scene on Adventure Time when they're hiding in Marceline's closet and a spider crawls on Jake and bites him, and it's just completely silent. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, uh, like, and like going down to like to like nurse it back to health, but it like retains its shape, and then we're like. It kind of like it's little pseudopods that use it for arms because I, I almost imagine like it has kind of like almost like an octopus esque look where it has like little pseudopods like kind of all around it. They're kind of just feeling, and then the like kind of two that uses for arms and like a little mid hump uh, as a as a as kind of like the little head as it's kind of like feeling around, just sensing the, its new location. Does it seem content, or is it trying to leave again? Um, it seems like it's, it's well, just, you know, content. It's been fed, so. Um, yeah, Ren will say. Very, very particular with its food. It looked like it would have eaten that stick or the coin or the cheese. But it doesn't matter. Did it eat the slipper? Um, you would assume that that's probably what was happening, as it doesn't have really control of what it digests, as okay. it's just kind of made out of acid. And as it dissolves stuff, as you kind of give a better glance at it, the only thing that really seems to not really dissolve well from it, it you notice is kind of like the stone around it um, and other silicates like that. Ah, yes. Silicates. Okay, so yeah, Ren will say I'm I'm support keeping this as a pet for now. We've got to figure something out about this whole, and I'll just gesture to the dissolved slipper. <laughs> Which I'm sorry. Although when slip on the ground, it starts kind of munching on that a little bit. Well. It's not eating the stone. It can make a little house out of rocks. A little rock cage. Cage. Except, is there any way to contain him? Because I feel like if, if it's like a cage, like if there's a hole in it, like he'll be able to come right out. Um, Ren will poke. Donnie Usman with his finger. Um, like, as you touch your finger, think of it as kind of like, it's not like a pleasant sensation at first. Like, you, you touch it and like, ooh. Um, 
and you kind of try again and as it seems to like you get used to it it it, it doesn't quite like eat away just like starts eating at your your skin so it, it also kind of like will bring its super pods over and like starts kind of gnawing on you but you're a little bit hardier than just like a like a a piece of cheese that's kind of loosely crumbled away yeah. it, it's a little longer for you uh it looks like it it's able to dissolve stuff better if it's able to kind of get wrapped around it um, okay. a little bit um so it feels like those fish that eat the dead skin off your exactly exactly it's like a tingling sensation after a little bit okay um my hand's like in it i'm gonna wave alley over you gotta try this <laughs> it's gonna put out her hand like this um as you as you pick it up you you can tell that it's not like strong enough to actually consume you but it's able to like Effectively eat off kind of that dead skin layer on your skin, um, and as you kind of pass them back towards Ren, you notice that your hands are expertly smooth. Oh, this is fantastic! <laughs> I like Donnie a lot. Me too. Hey, but here's the thing: I'm afraid, and I'll point to Baron. <laughs> 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 it's about this point that uh, Pablo will poke his head in between your heads and say, I found a part, just don't tell him. Like he's been part of this conversation the whole point. And run without just not even batting an eye. Good plan, Pablo. And he he produces out of your bag um Adelaide. I, I had a, um, I had a thought, Prima, and he pulls out what looks to be a good quarter-sized jar, like a quart-sized jar. Um, Glass is a silicate. A little mason jar. A little mason jar, um, with its lid. He, he screws it off. And you pop him in there? You can't. You can't like have to like shake him off a little bit as he's like trying to hold on. Yeah, you have to like peel him off. <laughs> um, he pops into the, the the jar and um, without like kind of the slick walls of the glass, he kind of tries to crawl up it and then like kind of slides down. Kind of tries to crawl up the other side, slides down a little bit, and eventually he kind of just settles into the bomb, looking more like. Less like an ooze and more like just kind of like a still glass of black liquid that's gonna settle to the bottom. Forbidden punch. As as you can see that it's little steel pods that have kind of like been reaching up, kind of settle down, and you see its little mouth kind of open almost in the essence of a yawn, and then kind of closes. I thought he would I thought he was maybe sad in there, but I think he's comfy. Um, I'll, I'll bend down, I'll grab the little coin that he had, and I'll just gently place it in there with him. It's like a little teddy bear. The pseudopods like wrap around the little coin, and then just it slowly sinks into the, the ooze. Well, he looks quite content. Good night, Donnie. Good night, Donnie. Do you kiss the jar? 
I'll like put my hand on the jar so you can feel my warmth through the glass. You notice that's kind of like a magnet, like it kind of slowly like moves towards that side. Ooh, you like um, With that though, uh, and the excitement of Donnie, um, you recognize like it's probably been about time to switch out whose watch it is. Okay, who do we tell about Donnie? We tell Pinky about Donnie. Uh, she might make it really known, though. If we tell Pinky, we tell everyone. Though I do think Pinky would be a good caregiver to Don. Might spoil him a little bit. I think teach Donnie discipline a little. But... We should really go there and, and, and play with Donnie so he can get plenty of exercise. He does need that that stimulation. Yes. For his development. We're gonna have to tell Baron sometime. Not yet. Yeah, if we can prove that like Donnie's good, we can take care of him. Good <laughs> boy doesn't be in the house. Feed him in the bathroom. Because if we tell him right now, he'll be like, no, get rid of it. It'll kill you. But if we tell them like a month, we're not dead yet. It's all good. Maybe by then we can teach him some tricks too. Yes, and that will impress Baron, I think. It will impress Baron, I think. Okay, we tell everyone but Baron. All right. And Moss. And Moss. <laughs> okay, it's settled. Okay. Um, with that, um, in the 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 kind of like a, a head nod towards each other confirmation of the plan and with both of your hands kind of like holding the jar of donnie like jar of donnie <laughs> <laughs> i love him um, all, you both recognize that it's it's uh, about time to switch out who are you all choosing to be your replacements um Who else is there? There's Opal oh, and Pinky, Alaya, and Pinky, and Captain Hawes. And Captain Hawes. Um, we'll wake up, Pinky. Ren will wake up Alaya. But I imagine we wake them both up with Donnie in the Look at this. <laughs> They're like, what? Like, just waking up. Like, the videos of people that, like, wake up their husband to, like, play Monopoly, saying it's their turn. It's your turn, roll dice. And they're like, mm, like, kind of going along with it. But, like, like grabs the yeah. like, like, okay. <laughs> like, kiss the jar, kiss the jar, please. Like, we don't <laughs> Yes, Donnie. My jar of booze. This is what you wake up to. This is so lucky, you guys. I had, I had, um, I had Sacred Flame pulled up, ready to cast, and then I like if if he wasn't, if he didn't do the little, 
and he would be dumb. Like, <laughs> not even be dumb. The sound. <laughs> All right. I think um, Elijah would be more confused than anything else and just be like, why do you have a jar of ooze? Of juice. Yeah. There's like, oh, why? Like, what is, why? And you're like all fawning over it and it's just like a yeah. black, like, Iger liquid. It's you just like a little, a little gold coin in there, though. Every and, once in a while, you'll see it kind of swirl around. And I'll, yeah, I will just be like, you found a gold coin covered in goop. Is, is goop? Is Donnie. that what you're? So you've named the gold coin, Donnie? No, not the coin. And I'll I'll take your hand. And I'll put it up to the to the glass, and Donnie and will will go up and feel that warm touch. And I'll just say, Donnie. Whoa! What? What <laughs> is? What is this thing? I'll just say I don't know. And why is it in a jar? Because he loves to be loved. He loves it. I'm too tired to deal with this. Fine. Take your jar and go to bed. I'll keep watch. Joy, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, after after we move on from Eli, we do the same thing to Pinky. Right, that would work. That worked well. Let's let's <laughs> do it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pinky's gonna she's gonna be confused as well. Like, well, what is it? I'll let, I'll let Adelaide head this one. It's, it's, it's an ooze, Pinky. And it, is it alive? Yes, it's alive. And his name is Donnie. Oh, she's <laughs> going to grab the jar and I don't know. As you grab the jar, you see, like, I feel like your hands are really small, but you so you have to hold it with both and mm. understanding what's going on. And you see the ooze kind of split um, and go to both sides of where your hands are at. But as it does this, it leaves kind of the gold coin in a precarious situation, kind of in the middle. And you see little pseudopods kind of reach out for the gold coin as it kind of crawls back towards that and um, picks it up and then settles down with it. Um, into its itself. She's gonna spend all night just putting her hands on different parts of the of that jar and watching it roll to her hand. Like you, you test how fast you can spin your hand around it to see how fast you can get Donnie to go yeah. around the jar. It's <laughs> gonna. All right. Uh, You were calling. Yeah. All right. With that, uh, Alaya and Pinky, is there anything that you'd like to do while you're watching other than uh, Donnie Duty? Yeah. 
Elia would have made it, made him take it to bed. Like I'm not watching your goop. <laughs> Go tuck him in. I like to imagine maybe Adelaide like sleeps with him, sleeps with Donnie. Yeah, he's like he go like he bring him into the tent, and no one else has really been into the tent yet, and so I'm not going to describe it because that's you gotta put Donnie around. But like, like it's like the camera pan is just on Adelaide and um, Donnie as as she opens up the tent flap and like walks in, and it's, if he had eyes, they just go wide and like you see like the shine of of things in there. Just alluding to what's inside the tent, but never disclosing it. It is so bright that you can't see what it is. Like, ah. Uh, and then they retire for bed. It's like it's like a sauna. It's like misty in there. You know? <laughs> like, what, what's going on? You have no idea. It's like rolling out fog in like a bright light from whenever someone like looks in. But or there's like, like colored lights. Like those rainbow LEDs. <laughs> well, anyways. Alaya <laughs> and Pinky, is there anything that you guys would like to do with your, your watch? Um, is this the last watch? This is. So you've both already received your long rights. Okay. Um, Alaya will probably... <laughs> Start prepping breakfast. Are you planning on cooking breakfast for everyone? Um, sure, why not? All right, how many rashes do I need to mark off? I imagine that you all probably have the, the have the understanding that if Aliyah is preparing food, she'll kind of grab the ration from your own, like bags. other people's supplies and bags. So this is just counted as part of everyone else's ration that will be used this day. So right. you don't have to worry about anything. It'll just be part of the ration that everyone else. It's just when you're feeding more people than your party, that's when I'll have you mark off. Uh, okay. So with with what's been provided for the boy, the the boys to have breakfast as well as bring your Haas bring your own supplies, you should be good to cook breakfast for everyone. Okay. Yeah. So she'll probably start with the fire, check on the little kids, um, and continue just prepping. Yeah. Pinky, is there anything else that you'd like to do? Um, I'm assuming that, sorry. Pinky will just kind of, uh, words. Um, you know, she'll take out her, like, little special party bag and she'll, you know, take the leaves she's collected, string them together. I don't know, maybe she'll make a cupcake. She's just keeping up with her party supplies. Yeah, you work on them for a little while. You plan on setting anything up in here for, for the morning of when you guys uh, leave, or is it just more of a, this is a prep time? Prep time. Good deal. Well, with that, as you guys continue your different duties uh, this morning, 
the watch is uneventful. Uh, nothing else happens. No more Donnie's show up, blessedly. Um, and uh, by that point, everyone has waken up in the morning. Um, and I think this might not be a bad time to go to break. If that's all right with you guys. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, be back here in about 10 minutes. We'll start about right at the beginning of 7.55, 8-ish. So we'll see you in a bit. All right. Bye. Would you describe the noise that Donnie made that really disarmed us? Would you describe it as a grunt? No, it was like a wheeze. A wheeze. That, that's a good one. So I, I have to like, tell a story real quick about a pet. When I was little, I, uh, I wrote a book uh, called Why I, Why I Deserve or Why I Want a Puppy Golden Retriever. And I made this book, and I was like in what, probably in like third grade or something, like little, right? I'm like a little kid, and I want a golden puppy retriever so bad. And I made this book to show my parents how bad I wanted it, and they said no afterwards, and I cried. That's amazing. I would too. But the book details like how I would take care of it, <laughs> like how I feed it, how I'd pick up a poop. Like I went all out on this book. I still have it too. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's a real deal. Like it's you buy him a puppy dog with three red I don't know how you can say no if you have like <laughs> the space and the means. That's fair. The it's question is, is very it? similar to that, but it's also a scrapbook. Yeah. All of little Donnie's memories. <laughs> His first gold coin. <laughs> His first gold coin. First time trying cheese, you know. These are, you got to document these things. Yeah, it's important stuff. As kids keep pooping on me. Um, so I think we're about ready to jump back into it. The, at the time, everyone's kind of milled themselves awake um, with no sunlight to be able to determine the time of day. It can be a little disorienting. But uh, eventually, those who have been trying to find rest have found enough to be able to wake up and feel rejuvenated and um, get on with the day. Uh, Opal, you are probably the first one to get up since you you were able to take the longest time resting um, through the whole thing. Um, as you guys are preparing for the morning, um, is there anything happening um, that like going on or is it just more of a normal normal day? I want to check out the little demon child. How are you doing something? Um, I'm going to wake up, get all my armor on, maybe do a little stretchy stretch, um, brush my teeth, um, and I'll just glare, glance over to see What's going on? Yeah, of course. Um, with I, I imagine the time's still about the same time that um, Pinky and Eli are still working on their their things. Um, breakfast is almost done. It's probably the biggest thing that helped wake you up. 
and Pinky's just, you see her over there um, folding leaves together and being able to string them along um, little fine strings. But as you glance over to the boys, it's kind of closer to the fire, close to where Aliyah is at, you notice that they both seem to be sleeping sound. Um, and it's kind of uncanny, you know, two perceptions. Okay, so we're going to arrive into this. So you do have some time to to, to kind of watch over them to accept. Um, you can, what you get? It, it takes a while, probably just as everyone else is waking up and you see the boys waking up as well. Uh, so you're not able to kind of glean this while they're still asleep. But it's uncanny how well whatever this child is, is acting as a child. You, you don't, for what you know, you don't notice anything right now that is setting him apart from the other boy, just besides size and um, things like that. He looks, they look very similar, like they would be brothers. And it kind of puts you in a little bit of a, a weird feeling as you know that what you sense is what you sense, and that is the truth. But, oh yeah, he's, he's been going. But you also know that um, from what you can see, he looks to be a normal boy. Okay. Um, I'm when the boy awakes, I'll sit next to him. Okay. Um, he seems a lot shyer than the younger boy. And so you kind of sit down next beside him. Uh, and he, he kind of scoots away a little bit, uh, unsure of your, um, your intent. Look. How'd you sleep? Fine. Better than I have past couple of days. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So, what do you like to do for fun? Um, well, I, I don't know. Things? I like to go play bread tag with my friends. Mm -hmm. I like to um, we, we started not too long ago looking around, seeing some of the things down here. We won't go too far from one of the exits, but yeah, we, um, as he kind of pauses for a second, thinking about what his next word should be. Yeah. Um, I help my father um he's a laborer and whenever i can i'll i'll join him can i insight check that you can definitely insight check that come on guys nope you're even worse it's a six, a six. 
my rolls are just getting worse. Well, you can tell he's telling the truth. Um, there's nothing about what he's saying that, or the way he's saying it, that's putting you on edge. The only thing that kind of caught your notice was that, like, after he told that they sometimes explore um, underneath the city, he, he stopped himself for a second, thought about what he was going to say, and then he continued on. So, what kind of brought the game down here? Anything catch you? Your friend died. Um, with this, you'll kind of a little bit start just shaking his head. What stuff? We thought it was cool. Um, it's about that point, though. Vinny, um, who's also awake until his eyes will kind of brighten up, um, realizing what the conversation is about. When we were down here, we were looking around and we found something in the room. It was crazy. It was we hidden kind of behind a little stump. And it's about at that moment that you see Ralph, Ralph kind of stare at his brother and kind of give him kind of like that death glare, like, hey, you shouldn't. Like, don't say anymore. Not like he's about to kill him, but like, kind of looking at him like, hey, be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll be like, yeah. And yeah. it'll look down a little bit. Yeah. Well, I didn't... What was the round thing? Oh, it wasn't round. Uh, and he kind of like looks down again after seeing his brother again. Look, in order for us to help you, we need to know everything. The the older one says, "Okay." Um, there's something though I'd like to to tell you in private. Is it all right, Vinny? Go get some food. Um, as the the younger boy kind of trots, he kind of goes, "Ooh, food!" and then kind of walk, wanders over towards where um, uh, Elijah is, and he'll he'll kind of beckon you towards the door where you're sleeping. Um, I'll kind of find appearance of anyone else and say, um, "As soon as you get there, you." He kind of beckons you to kind of lean down so that way you can whisper in your ear. Um, I'd say at would you, this. Would you do that? Well, I would, but I would also grip my axe tighter. Like uh, you have it kind of just ready. I want ready. As his mouth kind of comes up to your kind of cupping it, um, the low whisper is not the same as the boy. Mm-hmm. As a very dark and deep <laughs> voice. Sounds really, but still in the whisper. I know who you are. Watcher. Right, Quetra. How dare you come here? I suspect you already know who I am. If you'd like to see that boy leave alive, you would keep quiet. Opal will grin 
and come back and we'll then also yeah as as he kind of leans in Oh, yeah. Well, I know you. And if we don't want to out each other and cause trouble, I suggest we both sleep. I think that we can come to a agreeable contract, so to say. I know what the actual feel. I know. And that's what you want. To help the children. To get them out safe. We want something as well. We have no taste for your world with its bright sun anymore. Tis not the world that we left so long ago. I will explain more as we go. Yeah, the little boy will take it and the with his back turned towards the rest of the group here, no one else is able to really determine the look. But you can tell the smile on this boy uh, is that of malintent. Though um, mm-hmm. so happy with its agreement. Um, it, um, it looks quite with itself. Opal would just crack a little tighter until he wins. A little bit neat. I, I think I'm ready for breakfast too. Is that okay? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I still run over to, to his brother uh, as the, the other boy brings him a bowl. Just smiling. Uh, the he will take it appreciatively. Well, what's the plan now? I would just, uh, you see the little boy, um, Vinny, the younger one, you know, kind of look up. You can't leave Glenn. Do you know where Glenn is? Uh, the, the older one that you had just been talking to, Ralph. He'll turn to you and says, uh, I think I, I can remember the way uh, back to where they were holding us, where we escaped. Um, if we go that direction, I, th- I think I might be able to recall where it was. Does it, did, were you deeper or? Anything like that? Do you remember anything of going, ascending, descending, and we we have ascended from where we were at. It was it was lower than here, but probably about a half day's journey through the tunnels. Okay. Um. Again, I don't mean to bring trauma, 
because that's far from my intention. But do you think we should prepare ourselves for what's ahead? Um, we were lucky enough not to pass anything along the way, but I mean, when we found this place to hide, this armory, we thought we'd be able to lie here and get some rest. But then that oops, and you can see the, like the disdainful shudder uh, in the in the void. It trapped trapped us in there. We were only able to hide because it was able to find something it liked more to chew on. If I see another one of those oozes, I'm killing it on the spot. As as you should. Adelaide had just finished fashioning like a little baby Bjorn. She's just gonna kinda like look up and then like slow the effect down. <laughs> Like, oh, and then Ren will like make eye contact, and Ren will be like, like put put the Bjorn away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you guys would like to do before you leave camp? <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, no. What's the little kid's name again? Like the the little one is named Vinny. The little older one that Opal was talking to you found in the corner um, for a little bit. His name is Ron. Vinny, I'm assuming you don't want to leave your brother to go up t- topside? Um, he'll look to, to Ralph, who says... I don't want to see him get lost. I think sticking with all of us would be safer. We're a bigger group, less things are probably going to try and attack us. And it's kind of surprising me, a little bit of the wisdom that you hear in the, the words, but also, oh, for you, your eyes kind of tighten and you breathe in and breathe out a little bit as a have a knowing sigh as the, the boy kind of glances towards you. I'll kind of uh, sigh under my breath and just say kismet. Uh, Alright, that means we got two more people that we need to protect. Uh, I'll grab that um, the rusted dagger that I had used the other day that had or like the fire thrown off to the side. And I'll go up to the older one. Do you know how to use this? Um, I grew up in the slums. I, I can handle my... Take this one. Stay close to your brother in case things go bad. Okay. As he, uh, he wraps the dagger and kind of puts it in the little belt that's holding up his tunic. And then I'll, uh, I'll reach into my... Um, I'll reach on my sash um, and grab the holy water, and I'll hand it to the little, the littlest one. I'll say, if any of those shadow demons or whatever they are get close to you, either pour this over yourself or throw it on them. I should deter them. He looks at 
It looks like just water. It's a little bit more than just water. Okay. He kind of uncaps it and kind of gives it a sniff. Go drink it. Okay. <laughs> you can kind of see him going for it. Um, he puts the cap back on and kind of holds it tightly, almost as like um, a teddy bear sense. All right. As you all deconstruct the barricade that you placed in front of this door, you head out of this armory and the uh, the older boy leads you back up the way you came, not deeper into this area, but back towards the, the old streets of whatever this city used to be. Yeah, that gate that shut? No. Um, as you guys had almost traveled for a good while through kind of street-esque areas, that gate had been farther back um, right as soon as you kind of came through that great hall and then entered into the a little bit of the sloping down. Um, that's probably a good almost a mile and a half away from where you're at right now. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you remember the, the area that Adelaide had found that you were in the night prior, but uh, that's where... Um, yeah, so like, it, is it where we found that rat or like the where we found the lady? Or after that? Um, that was before. It's after that. There was a like kind of ruins, and you found streets of the old city still intact. Whatever in here before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. I remember. Um, you traveled that for roughly mile or so until you found this place. Um, the boy leads all of you back towards the, the main entrance of this um, battlement armory and back towards the way that they had come. Um, is there anything that you guys would like to do as we're traveling? Anything in particular? Um, Opal would have been up by the boy and would have asked one question. Yeah. With you being here, will you ensure our safety? I can do what I can for that which I have control over. He would whisper back to you. We shouldn't run into too much hostility. We've done a fairly good job of clearing the area, so to say. Um, the thing that we need to do is something that only you can do. There's a seal as he, his voice, very not. <laughs> There's a seal that you must destroy. No. <laughs> there is a seal placed upon someone before we can leave this wretched place. It must be broken. You'll come, you'll come to find out. The name of the creature is Ma'ani. 
and he he's kind of like waiting. I, I, I imagine that you guys are kind of farther away, so it's only you and um, the boy talking. He is needed elsewhere. I will tell you this, we have no desire to go to your surface world. No desire to be among your people. We did what we had to, to gain power, to gain strength for him enough to hopefully make the journey. Where is he going? Hopefully to a place that he can call home. Hopefully we'll ponder to herself and Try to recall past the whole life on what exactly took place with Amiyan. Um, as you're walking, I'd like you to do a religion check to see if you're able to tap into um, those previous Opal's memories. Net 20! Oh my god. Much All better right. than a final four. As you kind of sit there and ponder what the little boy said, like as he kind of leads you a little, leads ahead a little further and continue to walk. And then you kind of stop yourself and you're like, wait, I, I need to, I need to figure out something. As you stop yourself, you are able to bring your consciousness <laughs> forward almost to the feeling of like it's, it's at the front of your mind. And then you're able to feel almost like the ability to, to separate it from who you are right now. With uh, yourself feeling like you're separating, it's, it's still a familiar feeling from what you've done before, but this time it's more conscious. You're able to have a better grasp of what you're looking for. And with that idea of this city in mind and what transpired here long ago to a different opal, um, your eyes open up um, to a different site, to a different place. You look forward and you see yourself from another set of eyes. looking forward um you notice what looks to be the signs of the battle you see yourself from your point of view um standing on top of a large hulking figure it's form almost as black as ebony with almost kind of a, a scaled appearance, though not quite so. You see places where it's smooth, leading up to a face. Many times 
larger than you are. Um, whoever's eyes you are looking through right now stares up at you in almost bewilderment as this your axe is raised up above um, and sinks itself down into the chest of whatever creature this is. It has three large horns portraying two from the side that kind of curve in and one larger one that kind of wraps up and down like that. Like almost kind of a sickle shape. It bellows in pain as um, what looks to be some sort of great sword. It starts to thrash, trying to get up, um, though not able to find purchase on whatever the the beam you see planting itself on its chest. With that, you hear the words of a voice very similar to your own as the eyes of this person, this opal, flash with a bright emerald green. The symbol of the Tritretra implants itself onto this demonic presence as a glowing faint amber light appears mixed with the green from the eyes. The words that ring forth from the mouth say, O onion, I seal you away, not to be found again, to die where you should never have been, to protect the people of have not. With that, your eyes kind of flutter for a second, and you recognize that you're almost at the back of the group by now. Your friend's passing you. It's about this point, Adelaide, I would assume, would kind of come up and touch you on the shoulder and ask you if you're all right. No. But I'll explain later. You've been doing that a lot more recently, and I'm beginning to get a little bit worried about you. Yeah. I'll open a gold as I just did, like. <laughs> I'll explain later. All right, I trust you. In the meantime, I have a secret that I think will lift your spirits. She's gonna <laughs> take the jar out. But <laughs> she's gonna, like, show, uh, you see what looks to be a jar half filled with some sort of black liquid. Opal, meet Donnie. Opal will just stare with her eyes wide and slowly whip out her axe. Adelaide's gonna like <laughs> pull it away, but you have closer. She's just like, no, 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 no. Donnie is kind. Donnie is good. Donnie is good. Donnie is good. Very good. And she's gonna screw <laughs> open the lid and she's gonna kind of like topple into her hand a little you, bit. You see like this half um together form as it as it fills the jar kind of tip, it kind of forms back out of its resting position of just, you know, loose gelatin. And it kind of gets more of a form of kind of the the central rump of it and two little arms as it kind of topples out and like kind of runs into her hands as it like kind of that familiar tingle um, coming over your hands. Um, 
uh, Adelaide as, as you can tackle Donnie doing his work great. Um, Hopefully we continue to stare wide-eyed and then look up at Adelaide and just ask sacred flame in her hand and be like, no, 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 he has practical purposes, right? One, excellent, manicures and pedicures. And two, should we ever need it? She's gonna lean in a little bit closer. The disposal of DNA evidence. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Opal will consider that actually like, oh. But then be like, well, well, well. is it a baby of a goose, whatever, um, of what we thought? Are we being tracked by them? Like, how do you know we're not being followed because of that thing? Adelaide's gonna pause and then she's gonna look behind her. Make, a, Make a quick scan. Oh no! She's my next. These are nice. And You look back. It's dark, but you see no food. It's just like looking back with torchlight behind you to see like about 30 feet out and then kind of gets dark and then you see with your dark vision farther out um kind of the faint silhouette of the gray scale ahead and you see you know who's of black iker behind you adelaide's gonna turn back to opal i see no ooze. oh <laughs> listen and she's gonna put her hand on your shoulder she's going to say <clears throat> i trust him I trust Donnie. We all trust Donnie. It's a reward. At least I'm like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> do you want to do a check? No. Okay. As if you would, you'd just see a sensor bar. I'm determined. Hang on, well, come up here. In a minute. Adelaide's gonna like grip your arm and she's gonna be like, I'll give you time to decide how you feel about Donnie, but please don't tell Baron. But what if he can help differentiate if it's good or bad? Baron doesn't know it's good or bad. And until he knows that, it's not all right to trust him with the fate of Donnie. Okay. You get 50% okay. I'm gonna need at least 60% okay. Okay. We'll do 60. If Donnie is destroyed, my heart will break. Okay. And what if you are destroyed and your heart is already broken? Then Donnie lives to see another one. 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 Then Donnie lives to see he he spread out a little bit far in your hand, so you kind of set him on there, and he's kind of like the silly ooze as he kind of like slowly like you can't hear the as a little air is released from underneath him. You cap the jar. Donnie's back in his um his jar. Okay. One more thing. Can you label the jar? 
So we don't mistake it for the other food. Yes. And then later that night, you'll catch sight of the jar um, with the label um, juice on it. <laughs> juice. Punch. Punch. Okay. Uh, you want uh, Opal to come forward? Opal will come forward. Hey, do you have that book that we found? We have that book? Pretty sure it doesn't belong to anyone. The party's book. Sure. Okay, now you're included. Now you're happy. I want it. We already had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did? Yeah. What? When I read it. No, when I think, when I figured out what it was. This is me asking. I don't think we have this conversation. This is between you two, don't only me. Uh. It was late last night. What did we talk about? Wait. You asked me to identify the objects that you found in the best. Yeah. Whoever found it. Um, and I did. And I wanted to keep the book. Well, you see, I want to keep What? I want to give it to my sister. And the white you're a kind soul who just looks like all the downtrodden. Oh, so you're dirty. Okay, I'm kidding. Um, how about when I read it, then they give it to you? Sure. Okay, I'm doing a little high five. All right, just to you. Okay, I will read it um, this evening and give it to you before I go to bed. Also, remind me of the kids' names. The younger is Vinny. The older is Ralph. Do you make a face when you say Ralph? Yes. Okay, uh, thanks. And I will crowd up ahead and catch up with the little boys. Now I would ask you one more question. Um, a little bit to know your question. How many languages do you know? Enough. But I need a list. Why? Because I want to compare. Compare? Yeah. Compare what? See if we know the same languages. I mean, I speak. What we're speaking now, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I know a little bit of Dwarvish. Not really enough to say that I know the language. Mostly just swear words. Uh, I believe it. Uh, I've dabbled in a little bit of Draconic. That's about it, though. Okay. Well, sounds good. Okay. We'll catch up with the little boys and just start some chit chat with um, you found the littlest boy, the older one seems to be kind of more stoic, just kind of looking around, making sure that he's leading you all in the right direction. Looking around and 
continues walking. The little boy seems to have found what looks to be um, a crude, old, rusted um, dagger. The blade on it, um, almost in like a snake-like curve as it, it rises back and forth. Um, I can't remember the name of those blades. The ones that are banned against the Geneva Convention, you know? Maybe? I don't know. The ones that the dagger. You know what you're describing that. now? The snake dagger. Um, he's, he, he picks it up off the ground, and like, as you guys walk past the rock, he'll go, ah! And he'll just like poke it with the dagger as the dagger kind of just off the rest. Let's take that! And he, he'll do it to another rock. He's, he has a walking past. Uh, oh. the, the only older boy would be like, Pitch. I'll kind of come up and just say, I think you got him pretty good. Um, the little boy will, uh, kind of look back up to you, kind of quizzically. He, and he'll then look down at your whip and say, as well as all the daggers that are kind of placed around your, your body and says, I bet you've done that to a lot of things, huh? I, I have. What was your first one? Was it was it an evil knife or dark elf, or was it was it was it some big monster lurking in the in the forest? Werewolf. Ooh, a werewolf that's foaming through the mouth and eating people in the village. Something like that, yeah. As he like looks down, he's like, yeah, as he, he kind of just seems really excited about the whole situation. Um, the old boy will again kind of ushers his younger brother and say, hey, Vinny, don't bother the guy. It's fine. Let him, let him be a kid. Hey, Chase. Yes. This is uh, just for my uh, my map notations. So you said we had we went back towards the city, yeah. right? Did we go east or west? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how like my map's going. So, um. I said that the the way that you guys were supposed to go towards the Sinus Quarry was towards the east. The east, correct? Correct. Never wet soggy evils, right? So you would be heading towards the slowly as it turns, I think it was heading more northish. It would slowly turning head eastern. Um it but it seems to like Slowly but surely be dropping elevation fairly well. Okay. You come to a lot more like crags and a lot more things that you have to kind of work your way. Some of the tunnels are kind of wider expanses, um, big enough to fit 
a good couple houses, some of them still seemingly intact structures. Other places you have to squeeze through by just trying to breathe out as much as you can and shimmy your way through almost like a slot canyon. Um, Pablo with his large um, upper body sometimes struggles, but he, he makes it through all right. Um, eventually though, as you continue on, like, I don't know, were you finished with talking with the boys? I mean, you, I was just having a conversation with them. I think he had said, was trying to hush the little boy and I yeah. just like, let him be a kid. Yeah. Um, you've been traveling for a couple of hours now and it's probably getting to be about a little bit in the afternoon from your rough guesstimation. It's a little hard to tell. Um, the older boy kind of stops you all. Um, and says, um, we're going to pass through a large cavern. Uh, there's a lot of water around. Just, just be careful, okay? Okay. It's a little, a little bit precarious. Um, as you all continue through, you you make your way to what looks to be a large room cavern. And as you look around, you can see what looks to be off in the distance to your left, a waterfall gushing in with some subterranean river flowing into this place. A large, almost, it's not big enough to be considered a lake, but it's a large pond for sure, um, fills up the majority of this cavern, leaving what looks to be a small walkway through the middle. You can hear from also the right side of you, off in the distance, what sounds to be this more Russian water as um, whatever is down that direction, the water must pick up speed and head farther that direction. So which way down? Straight across. On the other side, there's a an entrance and then it, it continues farther downward and then we should be getting close. It's about at this point, as you kind of are looking around with your lights lit, you see among the water below, with the light entering into the room, what looks to be small lights in the water. There's one, two, three, four. Slowly, kind of swirling around. How did you get across the first one? We walked. Pinky's going to fly. It, it has like a land bridge between oh, the middle. That's what he's saying. Like we have to go straight through the middle um, as it's a little raised area. Wait, real fast. What do you mean by land raised? Like, like, does it look natural or does it look like someone put it there? As you look across, it looks natural. 
except for in the middle, what looks to be some sort of bridge that has been placed in. Okay, so the bridge is placed. Allowing Out of water from one end to flow to the other. Out of curiosity, can Moss like inspect the bridge to see if the bridge is stable? Sure. Um, it is a good, probably 100, 200 feet from where you're standing right now. Um, you can walk up to it if you want. Um, let peace. Uh, yeah, Piggy was gonna fly no. over the water and investigate the lights without okay. getting too close. Sounds good. Uh, we'll do uh, Moss's thing first. Okay. All right, so Moss is gonna go up and investigate the bridge. All right. Um, make an investigation check as you're kind of looking it over. That's gonna be a 16. With a 16, you don't notice anything particularly out of the blue half off putting about this bridge. Okay. Sounds good. Nikki, as you fly above the light, I'd like you to do a perception check. Or how close do you get to that? A what? How close do you get to the water? Um. I guess she'd start by being like two feet above the water to see what she can see. So fairly close to the, the water. Yeah, decently close, but like if she sees anything coming towards her, she's gonna move. Okay. Um as you guys continue on and as Moss you approach the the center bridge, um light bathing the cavern, noticing more of these lights appearing underneath you. Um what started off as just a handful of spots has turned into probably close to 50, maybe even 100 lights swirling through the water. Thinking, as you approach one in particular, I mean, get close to the water, about two feet away, you peering, and you see what looks to be some sort of small jellyfish floating through the water. Um, have a greenish bluish haze coming from uh, the inside as its bioluminescence shines back at you. Does it look, I don't know, menacing in any way? Uh, it's about the size of like a teacup. Okay. If I get closer to the water, does anything happen? You fly really close to the water. You've got touching it. Nothing interesting. Okay. I'm going to get down on the level of the voice, like kind of new now. And I'll just say, if anything happens, stay close to me and follow what I say. Okay. Are you guys crossing the bridge? Do we check the traps? <laughs> like I, I don't know. This is us. Yeah. I mean, Moss, you did a, a sixteen on your investigation check, correct? Yeah, yeah. You did not notice any traps. Just so you know. Okay, and does the bridge look old or new? Um, it looks fairly old. But from what you can tell, you don't 
like with your your check you don't notice anything out of place that would make you feel like this would be an unsafe pass okay moss feels confident moss is gonna go on the bridge okay as soon as you step onto the bridge moss your foot hits the the rock the next one hits when you're able to walk across Dope. I'll follow behind Moss with the kids kind of behind me. You as well, one foot after the other, cross the bridge. More lights of the jellyfish have blown. There's enough light that there's kind of a blue radiating glow coming from the water beneath. Uh, it's quite beautiful as it's shining a lot of life around, a lot of light around the, the sides of the cave. Um, it's almost a serene moment as we look around. I almost want to put like a little like grab part of like whatever clothing I have on, just kind of briefly put it over the everlasting flame to kind of dim it and just kind of look around. Um, is everyone putting kind of like not snuffing, but like something just to kind of block from the light for a second just to see what it looks like? That's what they're yeah. Doing. For sure. There's two flames, and who has the other flame? You mean the little the other flame? Yeah. I didn't understand that. Pinky has the little. Who has the other torch? Torches that are ever burning. I could have one. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Um, as you all kind of cover up the light, you look around and the reflection of the light in the pool below you um, illuminates onto the top, almost casting like reflecting the light off the top as it's bright from below, but almost kind of like a serene look. It's almost like you're surrounded by stars as you stand on this precipice of this bridge. The beautiful light all around you. Um, and it's comforting to know that even in a place that's been this dark and this difficult, there's still that beauty that can be found. As the you linger a moment longer with the torches uncovered, slowly but surely the each of the jellyfish slowly start fading in their light. Um, the ones that have been going longer stay longer. And after a little while, you uncover your torches and more of them start to glow back again. I think I'll just continue moving. Yeah. Continue onward. As you all cross, you're able to make it to the uh, exit of the cave on the other side. We continue on. Okay. Sorry, guys. I had to do Chase that just to sus. give you just to give you a little anxiety. <laughs> now it's gonna hit us when we don't expect it. That's the whole goal. And and you continue on. Bam. <laughs> And then you learn that the jellyfish were actually you this whole time. They are the dead souls of those who have passed in this cavern. That's terrible. That's sad. That's crazy. 
Yes. Maybe. That's what Brigadier Hawes says. But she says, I just heard that from someone. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. Uh, we should have captured the souls and sold it to a rock. <laughs> I've um, never been down this slow. Yeah, but that doesn't mean there's other people that have been down this slow. You guys are so serious. <laughs> Literally just a joke. I promise. Wait a minute. I was seeing how far, how far I can pull that on. Okay, well, all right. It's not that big a deal. Continue. <laughs> as you continue forward, um, you take another couple of hours. As you continue forward, though, a lot of those uh, semblances of what used to be um, the city itself diminish as the farther you get and the closer you get to this minor sport, the less and less you find um, signifying um, the presence of whatever city lurks underneath here. This tested you back to the notion or the thought, I think, that the Tsigani uh, shared with you, that little emblem or that little take of knowledge that she, she threw out that. Um, the Smiter's Quarry, uh, where it stands today, was actually one of the richest and wealthiest parts of the old city. But in lieu of its capture, the conquerors demolished that part of the city and laid it low and flat, nothing left. As everything that had been there prior was destroyed and torn down. And then building on top of that was the poor of the next city. What used to be the richest area is no more. And not only that, but it's become where the poor live for the next layer above. How how long have like like how long have we been traveling and like does it feel like this whole time we've kind of just been slowly, slowly setting it down? Yeah. You'd say you're probably it's hard to tell, but From what you can tell, it's probably at least a thousand to hundred feet deep on the surface, but you, you have no way of judging depth from where you're at. Just the kind of innate feeling of it's got to be deep from where you're at. You feel like deeper you, than I've gone in other places? Um, probably around the same depth. Right? I feel pretty comfortable. Um, Eventually, though, you all get to a point where you're nearing the, uh, what looks to be another entrance to a cabin. There looks to be what looks, what looks to be, sorry, my words are escaping me. It looks to have some sort of light emanating from it, though faint. You see what looks to be maybe some blues, but there's also a lot of greens and purples that have as well. 
and, and it's a lot dimmer than what you saw seen prior. Almost kind of more of like just a haze of light. Are we getting close? We are. It's not too fun now. Tell us what's up ahead as far as you remember. We'll head forward and then we'll come to the side of a great chasm. And then we'll find what looks to be some after traveling down a little ways, we'll find what looks to be a, a bridge still constructed. And on the side, other side, there should be where they keep the, where they should be keeping the money. And did you get a good look at the what it was? Was it the shadow people? I didn't. We just ran for our lives as fast as we could. <clears throat> With that, like, all going on, um, Miss Opal, would you be willing to lead the way? You're out of coffee, right? Yes. Uh, yes. After a short rest, is that okay? But we're not that far away. I agree. My feet are just sore, and I need just need a second. Make a persuasion check. Or a deception check if you're trying to do something shady. Don't tell me, or you don't have to tell us what it is. Whether it's deception or persuasion, it's just your intent behind it. Persuasion. 14. 14. Got my eyes. <laughs> Um, he kind of sits there and says, well, all right, we can wait a little bit. Um, not too long though, okay? I completely agree. Um, I think to ease our minds a little bit, since we're entering a little bit darker areas, I created a game. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's quick, it prompts. He'll kind of squint his eyes a little bit towards you, trying to kind of cover the gesture away from other people. It's the game. It's a puzzle. A puzzle? Yeah. Well, but we're already this far. Do we really need to play a game? It's really quick. I'll be sitting over here. I'll give you the book if you do it. You already said that you'd give me the book. Are you going to go back on your word now? No, I see. Okay, then. Oh. 
Um, did you send this? Do you want me to send this in the group chat for everyone? Yeah, but not the answer. Is the second one the answer? Yeah. Oh, I've not even been looking at the. I think it's gonna be really tricky. <laughs> it may take. Oh wait, I I'll have to do a crop. It may be harder to do it in this because you do it. Yeah. Because the, the answer is part of... Oh, wait, no, it's this one. Yeah. The second one has the answer. The first one does not. Is it this one? Yeah. All right, I'll send that one in the chat. Sorry, guys. Baron's just gonna go over to like a wall and just sit down and just lean against it. Put his head down. And I will say, the puzzle that I've made is more for my comrades. It's a little more higher up, like twelve and up. You're ten, right? Vinny goes, ah. Here, Vinny, come over here. Teach you some chess. Ooh, chest. No, just just come over here. Yeah, I'll come with you. Okay, Obel's puzzle should be being sent. I don't know how this puzzle is supposed to work. I have no idea the rules behind it. It okay. has the description underneath on how to solve it. I think I made it really tricky. Where is it? Like a, a, a real puzzle. Uh, you have to place it and put it together underneath. Letting them do that. Yeah. And honestly, if you want to skirt around that, that's fine. But it's going to take a minute. Yeah, that's uh, out of game experience. Yeah. So, uh, Ralph, why don't you join us? So, like I said, it may be a little above your pay grade. Okay. What did you make this on? Uh, just like uh, while you were walking, while you're walking, you're like, just like, I this is so fun. <laughs> with my dot journal yeah yeah um do you actually want to use one of your short rests i'll massage my feet no we're playing a game no we're playing ralph, that's okay ralph and i'll be on a team and you and Vinny can be on a team and we'll play chess that's not how it works. Oh. What about checkers? Hey, checkers. Checkers. Um, Pablo, with like seeing that games are coming out, pulls out a checkers board from <laughs> the backpack. And then, as you say that, he, he kind of like looks at you, looks down, and just kind of puts it back. Okay. Oh. 
Oh, um, wait, are other people actually solve, trying to solve the puzzle right now? No. I'm not right now, no. It's too thick. Let's, uh, let's continue on then. Sorry, no time for puzzles. Games. Like you said, As this wouldn't take long. It's all eyes you down. Like I said, it wouldn't take long to pass out. I forgot to mention that part, so my bad. But we can do it along the way. Ease the benchy. With that, as you guys continue forward, you eventually enter into what looks to be, um, just a quick check. You guys can hear the music, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As you guys continue forward, you enter into the room described prior by Ralph. Going forward. Hey, Joy. Yes. We can hear that. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> it sounded like you were like ruffling, like shredding chip. paper. Hey, we get it. Oh, no. it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. It's a chip bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm just disheveled because I was not expecting the uh, the mini game to come out, and so I was like. I was just about to jump into getting into the the song, recatching my balance. <laughs> um, as you guys enter into the cavern previously described, you look around and you can see what looks to be a large chasm in between the two walls, almost like a massive sword cut through the rock and stone, leaving a gash that you can't see. Neither the end looking one way nor the other. But what you can see is along the walls, in all directions you find, what looks to be small mushrooms, funguses, and other mosses growing, each one giving off a different hue of color. Most of them being greens and purples and blues, but a lot of them being um, reds as well. You almost see what looks to be a, a full spectrum of color. They're more strong with the, the three that I mentioned prior. With that faint light coming from each and every direction, it's almost a little bit disorientating and kind of hard to tell exactly what direction you need to go. But Ralph, seeming confident in every step forward, leads you farther towards uh, wherever this is. As you continue down for about 30 minutes along this ravine-like area, you don't hesitate to take a second just to look down. And as you look over the edge into the chasm below, it's very similar to that pole that you found in the armory, where it continues down, down, and down. No bottom within sight from your torches. And from the gusts of air coming up, you would assume that whatever is down there and however far it is, it would take a long time to hit the bottom. Hey, Tab, so, like, 
on like a big stone. Yeah. I just want to see how far I can see. Yes, you cast light on the stone and you kind of throw it out into the middle. You see an arc go down. As the arc continues, you see the light go getting smaller, smaller, smaller. So you don't see it anymore. No, no sound. You wait for it to come, and it never does. Guess we shouldn't fall, right? Hopefully not, no. Then you kind of give like a half heart. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that. As you guys continue forward, you eventually see what looks to be some sort of structure in the distance. A dark, purplish light emanating strongly from within what looks to be these dark, almost purplish rock walls. Um, you can see what looks to be some sort of structure encompassing something up above. And you aren't too... You aren't um, unaware of what sounds to be... The sounds of creature large. Something between a wail and a roar coming from that direction as it's a kind of sound emanating, echoing down the chasm towards where you're coming, uh, towards where you are at. You can definitely tell that the sound is emanating from that structure. Poised on the other side of the chasm, as you approach, you can see what looks to be a bridge that crosses um, the cavern heading towards uh, in the distance. What are you doing? Glare at Ralph. We're close. This should probably be quiet. No one's scared of heights here, right? Good. Think so? Yeah. <laughs> Pablo puts his arm down. Definitely no one notices. Well, so does Luke. <laughs> you can't tell if he's just trying to get out, like, or if he was actually raising his hand. How are you approaching? I'm being near the boys, or at the boys. They'll be closer towards the front. Yeah. <sighs> Eli will be in the back. Yeah. Ren, Moss, well, Moss is young. Ren, Pinky. I think like uh, like Ren's kind of been leading with his like trap sensing capabilities. Yeah. Um, so I think he'd probably be in the front ish as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly where, but yeah. 
I think Pinky would be um, in the like general area of the party, but she'll be like off to the side or flying above them, just kind of stealthing. You know. Yeah. Where you guys are standing as you've just barely have kind of come out of the the cave before you, as you kind of get your bearings again before heading on. I know I I'd mentioned that you'd walked a little farther down. I, I just had something I wanted to mention. You notice what looks to be a large boulder that previously been blocking the way to this area. Um, and you see what looks to be slid slide marks as it's been moved out of the way by the Think about like a boulder the size of two fairly large station wagons. Oh, so this would be like quite a bit of course. Yeah. I imagine uh, Brigadier Haas is over near the back with a lion. Um, sure, yeah. No, I think that's a fair judgment. As you guys continue on, you eventually, like I said, come to that bridge. You're standing across. From the other side, you can see what looks to be a shadow passing ever so often in front of you. You can hear the wails have grown louder. As you get closer, you can tell it almost sounds like the sounds of frustration. This creature on the other side yelling and tormented almost with the the two boys close up towards the front the uh you all slowly start making your way across they say it was a steel bridge what kind of a bridge it's, is this? Think about like someone took a natural stone um, feature of the cave and used it to make a bridge. Okay, like, so that, it's like, like a, a little more sturdy than like just like a rope. Yeah, bridge with like yeah, it's 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 a okay. solid piece of rock. Okay, I definitely wasn't imagining like a dinky little. No, bridge. this is okay. This, this is quite like, some weight. Okay, cool. Um. As you guys continue forward, right as soon as you get to the other side, you see the large shadow of a figure have look in your direction inquisitingly. It's about this point, faster than anyone else could really realize what was going on, you see Ralph move quicker than he should be able to go. He's grabbing his little brother and there's a dagger to his throat. The same dagger that you gave him, Baron. With that, Opal and Vinny, his face gone pale, slowly saying, Ralph, Ralph, uh, as slowly tears are rolling down his eyes, the older of the boys clearly showing his true colors at this point, says, Opal, 
time for you to do what you are here for. Clearly in a voice very much different than uh, his own. And for the rest of you, I won't get too comfortable. If I see any of you approach, I won't hesitate. Um, Pinky has been stealthing. Can she sneak up behind him? Um, I do not recall you telling me that you've been stealthing during this condition. When did you do that? Yes, I did. You asked where people were in the party, where they were traveling, and I said I was up above or off to the side stealthing. Make... Okay, that's why I didn't hear you. My bad. Um, Sorry. I do try to lift my problems. Joy, uh, would you be willing to do a self-check for me? Yes, of course. Uh, that's a 13, so not very good. 13? Uh-huh. One second. The figure... The one that you knew as Ralph, who has put a dagger to his own brother's throat, doesn't seem to notice you. Yes. Um. What is Kinky gonna do? I don't even know what she's gonna do. Um. Tall is Ralph. Uh, tall is Ralph. He's a little bit taller than you. Probably by about for it. Okay. Um. Oh, let's. Give me a moment. Let me look up my spell. How how far away is Denny uh, and Ralph? Okay. Vinny and Ralph? From everyone. Like, how far back did they step? Um, he's more towards the front. Um, kind of fairly close to Opal, but he's kind of stepped himself a little bit of a distance away from the others. And he's holding with almost unhumanly strong arms for his size. His little brother, by the dagger <laughs> next to his throat. You can see what looks to be the slight trickle of blood as the dagger is poised to kill. Okay, um, Pinky is going to get in range and she's going to cast Color Spray. Did you hear me? I did. Now, I do want to press upon you that if this isn't able to work, this could lead to him recognizing a threat. Yes. I just want to make that clear for, for Pinky. Okay. 
But you can do whatever you want. You know, Pinky's probably not going to do it. She's not going to risk the kid's life. But she will stay hidden. So, Ralph? What's really your name? I will not tell. For that could give you power over me. You can call me Ralph still. I do not wish to kill this child, nor do I wish to come to blows. For there is something that this one, as he gestures towards Opal, almost in disgust, must do. Then we'll be on our way. Opal would just fold her arms and kind of sway to her hip and be like, Boys, you're part of the deal. Where are the other kids? Safe. We will keep them safe. I don't see them. I plan for your telling the truth. Uh, at this, he will um, kind of give a whistle. And you will notice um, not too far away, uh, sitting up on top of the these walls, right here next to the bridge, look to be um, two large gargoyles um, press themselves above. You can see what looks to be uh, a cage um, suspended in between them. It's probably about 40 or so feet up, um, dangling. And you can see the visage forms of what looks to be Clem, as well as um, uh, the real Ralph sitting in there, uh, dangling up. Do they look distressed? Like, are they? They look like they're. Asleep. You can see their forms almost look a little malnourished if they haven't eaten in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Can you use divine sense to ensure that those are the right ones? As you divine sense around you, you look up. Uh, they are not. They are not a demon. A fiend, a celestial, or an undead. They, from what you can tell, seem to be real children. I'm sorry, so what is this about? A deal? Or what did you what did you promise? I technically promised nothing. I went I, I wouldn't say that as he... I said, however, let me finish, dear friend. I sense this thing was demon in the middle of her fight with the goo. However, if I outed a demon too early on, it could have killed us at any moment, and I was not in the shape to handle it. Once I realized I had time to speak with in, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> he called me out and said, He knows who I am. Shouldn't, can't say a thing. And I addressed as, You don't say a thing either, and you don't hurt my friends either. Implying that. He said I needed to help him 
release my onion. I would agree to it as soon as you possibly well at your earliest convenience. We get the kids if we free your master. Yes. On my master's life, they shall be freed. <laughs> Still haven't shared with us where he'll go. Nowhere that you'd want to. Not what, around. Well, what will happen if he goes back? Like I said, like the other one, similar to me, I'm pretty sure said to you before, Vodenfell is coming. We are needed. You will not get any more answers out of me. It is up to you. Can you get a pro there and help? Or this child will die. Can I insight check the to see if they'll actually leave? Yeah. I can insight check. Sorry, David. Uh, I got a 23. 19 plus 4. 19 plus 4. From what you can tell, he's being completely honest. He's not lying to you. This, while it's master from what you can tell opal seems to be demonic in origin and demons are known for their chaotic behavior these creatures that are in front of you almost have more of a devilish um stench in a sense they're known to be law-abiding though very evil and i make one more check it's uh, not like a traditional check what are you looking for? Like, what are you trying to ask? I want to make an intimidation check, but reverse. So basically taking into kind of like the mana that potentially that Alaya can sense. Um, just, I guess, trying trying her best to read the situation. Like, is this, if this is to come to blows, um, like, is this even a fight that we can even somewhat sort of... So just kind of like an intimidation check. Like, how intimidating is this guy in front of us from what you can tell the guy in front of you doesn't seem like something that you guys couldn't handle on your own you placed a similar foe and were able to discuss them while still being protected and helped by shadows around it you only see this creature right now but as soon as you kind of make that ascertain, you look back and you can almost see what looks to be that large lumbering figure. Um, probably standing almost 12 feet tall um, with a large great sword that's sharply covered, scraping the ground. You can see the silhouette behind with the glowing rocks, the look of three large prominent horns. Opal, as you look at it, it actually looks smaller than the one that you saw in your vision. It's not the same figure. It's a little smaller. A good bit smaller. Probably about, you know, two-thirds the size of the one that you saw in your vision. 
but nonetheless, the scraping of the um, the sword on the ground, as well as the sounds of its cries, almost lusting for blood, ring out through the cavern. It seems like there's something keeping it back right now. You're not sure whether that's whatever this figure is trying to break, or if it's the figure itself keeping it back away from you. Um, can you explain to me adjust the extra? The what? Ex- adjust the extra planar. I'm sure the extra planar? Yes, I wrote it wrong on here. Yeah, sure. So, the way it works is you present your holy symbol on each aberration, celestial, elemental, bay, or fiend within 30 feet of you. That can hear you must make a wisdom saving throw. The creature is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. What current means is it, it'll use its action to run away from you. Um, its full movement to run away from you um, for one minute. Unless it stays on the same throw, then it's not affected. I don't know if you remember at, at the beginning of the uh, campaign, I'm pretty sure it's Adelaide who used Chart Undead. Yeah. Um, against the skeletons at the cabin. It would have a very similar effect on any of those. All right, sorry. No, you're good. Um, one, I would just like to look around and see if I can see any other beings besides this this one or the and big the one. Big guy. If there's anything else around, and then I would also like to just hold an action for if anyone like on my side or their side like moves in a way that's threatening that's threatening to use my whip okay um you notice a few things make a perception check to see how much you notice okay so let me see uh eighteen eighteen you don't notice any other figures in this chamber as of right now, the couple other things you notice in the center of this room where this hulking figure is, you can tell that it's almost like it's a depression, like it heads down almost a good 20 feet to the center where that glowing purple light is coming from. From your angle, it's hard to tell, but you can almost see what looks to be two large stone pillars in the middle that come up about halfway and what looks to be a large rotating pitch black, um, almost rectangular uh, rectangular prism-like structure in the middle floating as it kind of slowly rotates. Uh, It itself is completely dark, like void of light, though it gives off the purple faint glow coming from it. You also notice the large figure itself seems to be partially made out of the shadow that you've seen other things made out of. As you see, um, one arm looks to be outstretched, wreathed in shadow, as the other one is um, made of what it is. 
You can almost see what looks to be a little bit of sickly ooze coming out of the dark um, ebony-like scales that shine. Um, as you look at the face, it has a similar thing as one of the eyes is covered over, though you can see what looks to be a light, almost kind of like a star for where the people would be. As its sharpened fanged face kind of looks down at you. Um, other than that, you notice not much else. That's about it. Were, are the, you mentioned the gargoyles. Yeah. Are they alive? No, I think about large gargoyle statues, and between them is the cage. The cage is sitting about 40 feet up in the air. I'll just kind of look at um, Vinny and just say, it's going to be okay. Just follow what we say. Okay. Elias is going to move over next to Barrett and just, I think we take the deal and we just get these kids out of here. I don't want to risk the kids' lives. You better get moving, gatekeeper. This is all You didn't explain what would happen to the land once the release is released. Any side effects for him returning to his realm? I'm getting impatient. As the dagger slowly starts in, you can see that Vinny starts kind of wincing from pain, a little bit gasping. Can I? Can I look at Vinny? I'm just gonna. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to look at him and I'm just going to uncork my water flask and just take a sip. Just kind of put it, just kind of put it back. Put it back and just. That's it. Vinny, getting your idea, seeing what you need. But we'll do a sleight of hand check to see how well he can move his hand. Would you like me to roll this, or would someone else like to roll it? Let McKay roll it. No, 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 no. Yeah, let McKay roll it. First chase. If he fails, I'm using this spell. Oh. I will take my dice and I'm going to roll it out here in the center of everyone. Hey Chase, before you roll. Yes. Um, how far are uh, the other, the real Ralph and uh, the other girl? How far away are they? Where you're at? Yeah. They're 40 feet. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my action. So if, if this goes sideways, 
I'm gonna hold my action to twin cast or twin spell uh, vortex warp and vortex the two kids out. Yeah. And to us. All right. Only if this fails, like if if crap, it basically if crap hits the fan right here. Okay. So, but as far as we could tell, I just want to make sure. As far as we could tell, up to this point, Opal wasn't isn't moving anywhere. Wasn't moving anywhere. This has been like the span of like. I've just been fighting. 20 seconds, as it's almost like right. a, a and impasse. And moment. it seems like uh, Ralph is starting to get real impatient, like kind of yeah. itchy finger. like Itchy finger. Like You it's... can see that the dagger's almost what looks to be like that far in. Okay, so based on this, yeah, it seems like Opal may not be taking the deal or doing anything, right? I'm loving my action, and I told Chase what I'm doing. Yep. Okay, let me... Would you like to be present when I roll this, McKay? I'm right here. So just so you know, the creature has a passive perception. Uh, I know what it is. Vinny? the folder actions. Does Vinny get a plus anything? Vinny has a plus one. Oh, gosh. Let's go, and Vinny. He is a, like an eight-year-old child. I did 12 minutes up, and he's like, darn. Then he rolled an 18. Oh. Plus one. 19. My guy. Surprisingly deaf for his age, probably because of what is at stake right now, Vinny slowly and unmissingly finds the bottle resting in one of his pockets. Pulling it out and slowly, not to make any sound at all, uncapped. This has been happening during this conversation. As soon as the knife gets pressed a little bit farther, he gets ready. And with a sudden flash of movement, Vinny will take the mug and splash it into the face of Ralph. Let's go, Vinny. Okay. Um, I'd like you to... Can I get a lab? Or are you going to do that? I don't know. I already said it, right? Uh, yeah, do, you, do what you're going to do. Yeah, that'll be fine. They're not in range. My thingy. You see? Wisdom saving throw. Uh, he will make a wisdom saving throw. See how well he does. What is the thing? Or is it a charisma? I wrote charisma saving throw. Uh, you would have to tell me. Google thinks wisdom. And it's probably wisdom. I wrote charisma. What's it plus? Um, he rolls and he pluses, and if it doesn't overcome your spell save DC, then it's okay. Then it fails. Mm-hmm. He rolled a 12. That is the DC. That is the DC. So he he gets it. He succeeds. We learned yeah. last time that it's if you equal or surpass that you succeed. Okay. Yep. But are there any other fiends nearby? Um, the large fiend itself. 
Um, let me, I need to look up his. Closer. It's your bedtime. He's no that. The large fiend that is behind you, you see it kind of eyes go wide. The one pupilless bright light kind of get big. Both of them. But it will use one of its legendary resistances. Oh gosh! Goodness. As the ah, the holy water splashes, uh, Ralph in the face, you can see the flesh melting back into almost like a gray substance. As a face of like almost a smooth, featureless eyes peer back, it snarls in anger at you. Um, all Vinny escaping his clutches as it reels back in the pain, uh, the dagger dropping to the ground. Vinny running to your aid, Baron. Um, the both of uh, the the old Ralph, whose face has been demolished, leaving only that featureless face, will look back at you. And say, Mo Onion killed him. Oh, oh gosh. We will end the session. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, dang. And we still, you still remember that me and David have held actions for mm -hmm. next session. Yep. So that will start. You will, we will roll initiative, but you will get those. Beforehand, you'll have to remember because we won't be back next week, it'll be two weeks from now. Okay, um, we'll be starting combat. I know that'll be a little rough, but it is what it is. Come with your A game. Oh, gosh dang, dungeon, dungeon, dungeon. 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 dungeon.